It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. I spent the time giving her what she wanted and that meant more to her than having, you know, the fancy precision cardboard box that some awesome mother made. That's beautiful. But what you're really saying is you can get away with mediocrity so long as you do it lovingly. Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) And now here's the stars of our show, my mum and dad. Hello, this is Dr. Justin Coulson, the founder of happyfamilies.com.au. I'm here with Kylie, my wife, and mum to our six kids, shaking your head and smiling at me at the same time. I don't know if you're – what is that? What is the, the – there's a big smile there, and there's also – like, are you frustrated with me? It's Friday. It's the end of the week. We get to look forward to the weekend. It's I'll do better tomorrow. What's going on? Well, one second you're looking at me like, I don't even have a clue what we're going to talk about, and the next thing you just launch into a podcast intro. We're recording. It's happening. <laughs> We'll figure it out. I, I, uh, I heard a joke the other day that um, caught my attention, made me laugh my absolute head off. I, I don't know if I should share this one with you or not, but I'm going to anyway. Needed to do a wee at the pool today, so I just did it in the deep end. Lifeguard noticed and blew the whistle so hard that I nearly fell in. <laughs> How bad is that? Isn't that so bad? It took me a minute. That's terrible. If you missed it, just go back thirty seconds. Have another listen. You'll get it. You'll get it. It'll, it'll drop. I was waiting for the. I was waiting for the laughter. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening. We hope that you really enjoy your time with us. Every Friday, we keep it really short, really snappy, and we talk about life lessons in parenting. What's happened this week that we've learned to help us to be better parents? I'll do better tomorrow. Often, we reflect on the mistakes that we've made, the things that we're not doing so well. Every now and again, we talk about the things that we absolutely nailed so that we can do those again tomorrow and get better and better and better at this stuff. Kylie, uh, who's first today, you or me? Would you like me to go first? That'd be great because I still haven't thought of what I'm going to say. You're so slack. <laughs> what was your I'll do better tomorrow for this well, week? Well, because last week was Father's Day, we didn't get to talk about book week. Right. And so I saved my story up for a couple of weeks. So it's a couple of weeks old. For, for those who are not familiar, I know you want to tell the story, but some people don't know what book week is. So Book Week is a celebration of literature. Mm-hmm. Most schools will often have what they would consider Book Week and they would um, highlight different beautiful literature, children's literature, read it in the classrooms, that spend time in the library. The library puts on a big display. They'll often have a book sale and parents can go and spend ridiculous amounts of money on books that you could get cheaper anywhere else um, as a bit of a fundraiser for the school. But the big highlight for Book Week for the children is dressing up in their favourite book character. So if you were going to do book week and you could go to school or to work or live your life dressed up as your favourite character, who would you be? I have no idea. The character that comes out, she doesn't even have a name. She's, it's not named in the book, but the book is called I Like Myself. Oh, I love that book. That's uh, that, that's the book with the big pink cover and there's this little girl on the front who's saying, I like myself. Uh, Crazy I'm curly hair. Googling it here. It is by Karen Beaumont. We'll link to it in the show notes. Fantastic book, especially if you've got little kids. I like myself. Oh, and you can also get it as Mi Gusta Como Se. It's, uh, I, I think that's Spanish. I, I don't speak Spanish. It could be any language at all, but that's my <laughs> guess. I'm sorry. So, yeah, I'd probably go as her. Okay. Anyway, back to your book week story. Well, so, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Who would you go as? I only read fiction, uh, non-fiction, so I, I'd be boring. I'd go as 
I don't know, like somebody who writes non-fiction books. Well, there, there, so there are no characters in the books that I read. I just read psychology books. It's so funny you say that because a couple of years ago, we had um, one of our followers send in a picture of their son. Yes. And he was dressed up <laughs> as right. Dr. Justin Coulson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How funny is that? It's book week. I'm going to go as my mum's favourite author, <laughs> Dr. Justin Coulson. Well, no. he. She actually, in the explanation, said that her son recognised how different his mum was as a result of the books that she was reading. And he attributed that to you. I don't know how to respond to that, but my heart is full right now. Thank you. I'd forgot. I'd completely forgotten that until you mentioned that. What? A, I think that's that's one of the highlights of my life. Now that you've mentioned that, somebody <laughs> actually chose to go to book week as me. Anyway, so kids get dressed up as a favourite character or a favourite author or something from a book, and they head off to school. And uh, we get back into your story because I constantly interrupt you and get in trouble for it. Well, look, the reality is some mums absolutely love this and thrive <laughs> on the opportunity to show their creative skills. It's like Halloween before Halloween. Oh, book week is the bane of my life. I worked it out. I was trying to work out why I get so worked up about book week, but I actually hate wastage. And the thought of buying a costume or items that would can make up a costume can be rather expensive at times or time consuming. And they're going to wear it once mm. and literally it's going to be seen by their friends at school and that's going to be it. It's all over and done with. In a matter of minutes, they walk around the the hall once or twice and they, you know, their, their costume's done. And so for me, it just feels like it's just, it drives me crazy. It's a lot I, of effort for a really short thing. Yeah, it really is. So I put off preparation for book week for as long as possible and it was Thursday afternoon and I had picked Emily up and she said mum we've got to go shopping for our costume her favorite book is Wings of Fire so for any parents out there who know Wings of Fire it it is a dragon book and I was petrified that she was gonna ask me to make her a dragon costume but bless her heart I overheard her having a conversation with her sister she said "I'm I'm gonna go as a scavenger because it's a lot easier for mum to make the costume. How good is she? She really was. So we went shopping. I had in my mind, I knew exactly what we were going to get, but I was also wanting to obviously give her a say in it. And I was a little bit nervous how this was going to go. And as we went along, I showed her bits and pieces and I said, Emily, we need to get some fabric for bandages. I said, what colour should the bandages be? And she said, white. And so I walked past this crisp white fabric and I said, white like this? And she said, no, 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 it needs to be a little bit dirty. And so I had in my mind that I'd get us some calico so we walked down and I said how about this and she looked at it and she said oh that's perfect and it happened time and time again as we had to make all of these decisions and so at the end of it I dressed her up and the, her sisters helped with some makeup because she had to look like all scavengery and you know dirty and messy scavengery I love it yeah well um, and she went off to school with a skip and a step and she was very very excited we got to school and she started to get nervous because she couldn't see any other kids in costumes and she wondered whether or not it was actually book week we got to we got into the classroom. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. Yeah, she was very That's nervous. Like pajama day. You go to school in your pajamas, and it's not pajama day. <laughs> she was very very nervous. And we walked in, and I saw a kid, and he was just wearing a flannelette shirt and some jeans. And I said to her, "Look, I said your friend's dressed up too." And I'm feeling really good about myself because mm-hmm. I've gone to some effort. She's got bandages, and I've ripped a shirt, and she looks really good. And um, this little boy says, "Emily, do you want to see my costume?" And I'm thinking, uh, "What's there to see?" Anyway, he's gone behind the teacher's desk and he's pulled out the most amazing, I'm talking precision spectacle of a cardboard green tractor. It was amazing. 
And all of a sudden, my feel good, I'm an awesome <laughs> mum went out the window in a heartbeat. <laughs> And I went home, she went off and she was happy and everything was fine. We got home that night and as we were talking, I said to um, Emily, and I ask the kids every year, who was your favourite costume? You know, like what, what costumes were there? And without missing a beat, she literally turned to me and she said, mine. And in that moment, just the remembrance for me personally that our kids spell love T-I-M-E. I spent the time giving her what she wanted and that meant more to her than having, you know, the fancy precision cardboard box that some awesome mother made. That's beautiful. But what you're really saying is you can get away with mediocrity so long as you do it lovingly. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know what? You've, you, you, I, I think that you're excused from not loving Book Week. We've, we've got six kids. They've all gone through Book Week multiple, multiple, multiple times. We're down to our last child grade two, you've, you've only got another couple of book weeks to go because by the time she's in about grade four, grade five, she's not going to be that enthusiastic about it. So you're, you're oh. nearly there. You know, I had a conversation with uh, a single dad who'd gone through it the week earlier and there had been some miscommunication and he didn't even know book week was on. And so he arrived with his grade six child and he wouldn't get out of the car. And he said to his son, you know, what's going on? He's like, dad, it's book week. I don't have a costume. And so they raced home. He spent an hour trying to work out what he was going to do, came up with this great bad guy's costume, got to school literally just as his class finished their round oh, no. in the parade. Oh, no. And he thought, oh, I'm an absolute failure. And his son looked at him and he said, Dad, he said, thank you so much for spending the time making my costume. I love you. Same concept, right? Our kids just want to know that we love them. After the break, we'll find out how Dr. Justin Coulson can do better tomorrow. It's the Happy Families Podcast. Your son just jumped from the veranda into the pool again or stayed up way too late playing video games. As a parent, you just don't get it. His actions are baffling and sometimes terrifying. If you're wondering what's going on, you're not alone. Check out the free Can We Please Talk About Boys webinar available now on the Happy Families web shop and learn just what's going on and how you can help. It's the Happy Families podcast, the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. And I'm, I'm curious, Justin, what's your um, I'll do better tomorrow? A couple of weeks ago, one of our children celebrated a birthday. She turned 15 she keeps on reminding me, only one year to go until I got my license. In fact, a couple of days ago, she said, Dad, only 350 whatever days. Like, she's literally counting down until she gets her learner's permit so that she can start driving. She's convinced she's going to be the best driver in our family. It was her birthday and she wanted a bicycle. And because of where we now live, we've got lots of flat roads, lots of bike paths, lots of beautiful scenic places to ride near the water and all that kind of thing. And she's really excited to get this bike. And in my mind, I mean... I literally ride one of the very best bicycles on the planet. That's uh, the bike that I bought for my birthday last year. I saved up for about six years so that I could buy it. And I finally went out and bought that bike last year. And it is, I mean, I take my riding really seriously. Anyone who's listened to the podcast for any length of time knows that. You obviously know that because you don't get to wake up in the morning with me because I'm never home. I'm, I'm on my bike or on my surfboard. I take those two sports really, really seriously. I love them. And so when, when our 14, 15-year-old daughter said, I'd like a bike for my birthday. I said, oh, sweetheart, I can help you with that. Let's go to the bike shop. We've got a bike shop down the road uh, that is absolutely brilliant and they sell really good bikes. We've gone in there and they said to Annie, what sort of bike would you like? 
And she sort of shrugged her shoulders and deferred to me, as she rightly should, because I'm the guy that knows all about the bikes in our family. And I said, well, let's have a conversation about this. What do you want the bike for? And she said, well, I just want to go for rides. I said, well, do you want to ride for fitness or do you want to ride for pleasure, like cruising around? And she said, oh, I don't know. She, like, she was really uncertain about why she wanted the bike. I said, well, I think that what we should do is get this kind of bike. And so I started looking at all the right bikes and all the bikes that I thought were going to be fantastic for her within a reasonable budget. But let's just say the bikes that I was looking at were not cheap. When you came home and told me what you were thinking of spending on yeah. her, I was kind of like – it's only her 15th. It's not a massive birthday. <laughs> and I was, it's a lot of money. And I was like, I know I don't want to spend that much money, but if we're going to get her a bike, we need to get her the good bike. We need to get the right bike. It matters because bikes are important. I mean, bikes make life better. Anyway, so we've gone back a couple of days later because she wasn't convinced that the bike that I knew that she needed was the bike that she needed to buy. And when we walked in the second time, the salesperson said, Justin, I might just have a chat with Annie about the bike and see where we are because she'd, she'd written three different bikes, little test rides along the bike path and and she just wasn't sold on any of them. And so I went and looked at the really fancy bikes and thought, hmm, I wonder what I should start saving up for next so that I can buy another one in four or five years. And um, they came back to me about three or four minutes later and said, we're going to look at that bike over there. They pointed at literally the cheapest bike, the cheapest bike in the store. And Part of me sort of went, oh, thank goodness, I'm not going to have to spend a lot of money and Kylie's not going to be cranky at me. But the rest of me was going, why would you buy that bike? That's not – that's a terrible bike. Who would be interested in a bike like that? Anyway, she went for a ride on it and then she rode the next two models up from that bike and at the end of that, she's now ridden six or seven bikes in the store. She's ridden everything that she could conceivably ride that's reasonable for what her riding is about. And when I said to her, so which one would you like for your birthday? This awesome bike over here. Yeah. Or the cheap piece of rubbish that you just rode. And she said, I want the cheap piece of rubbish. That's not, we didn't obviously call it that. She said, I want the the, the chrome one or the, what is it? The bronze one. I want the bronze one that I just rode a few minutes ago. And I'm looking at her with incredulity on my face. I'm like, what is the matter with you? It's kind of like when you when you say to your child, would you like for breakfast at this fancy cafe, which we've done once in our lives, but I'm never going to forget it. It was just you and I. We went out for breakfast at that really fancy place. I think it was called Hardware Society in Melbourne. And I ordered lobster rolls for breakfast. Do you remember that? Yes. Never done it before. Probably never do it again. But oh my goodness. And you looked at me like, no, I'm just going to have some Vegemite toast or whatever. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but... There's lobster rolls on offer here and you're going to choose muesli? You're going to have a bowl of porridge? Like, come on, there's amazingness here. Anyway, she chose the muesli, the Vegemite toast, the porridge, whatever it is, instead of the lobster rolls. She wanted that. And you know what? She hasn't stopped smiling. She loves that little bike. She's got this cruiser with her hands up high and she's got the big, comfy, Cushy seats. Ugly seats. It doesn't seats. stick up her bum. And there's no way that she's going to be able to ride more than about 12 kilometres an hour on this thing, but she just loves it. And I thought to myself, how important is it that we just get out of our kids' way and let them be themselves? Because she's so much happier with that bike than she would have been on the bike that I thought was the best bike for her. You can thank me later. So that's my I'll do better tomorrow. Listen to your kids and let them figure it out for themselves and let them pursue the stuff that suits them. She's not a racing bike rider. She's not going to compete. She's not going to go riding up crazy hills to Montville and Mulaney and do the Tour de France style of riding. That's not her thing. So let her get the thing that's going to bring her joy. And so that's what we've gone for. And it worked. And I kind of feel like I nailed it. But I had to stomp on every impulse that I had 
as a dad to give her what I thought she needed. And how hard is that? Whether it's meals or whether it's clean rooms or clothing or uh, which school they should go to, all of those things. We've got, we've got our own agenda and what a difference it makes when we just step back and let them go their own way. I love it. Thanks for sharing. The Happy Families podcast returns next week uh, with a whole lot of ideas to make your family happier. On Monday of next week, we're going to be having a look at some new research that highlights the very best stuff that we can do if we're living in a tech-obsessed house. What can we do to help our children to do well in the age of social media? On Tuesday, we're going to be talking about tweens that are pushing boundaries and getting up to no good. And we've also got a doctor's desk episode next week where we talk about the latest science to help us to be better parents. All that and a whole lot more on the Happy Families podcast next week. Really hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation and that you've been inspired to be a better parent as a result of the big mistakes that Kylie and I make all the time. Have a wonderful weekend. The Happy Families podcast is produced by Justin Rowland from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. And if you'd like more info about making your family happier, we would love for you to join us on our Facebook page, Dr. Justin Coulson's Happy Families, or at happyfamilies.com.au. Listener.